welcome back to episode five of the Google Ads Fundamentals podcast. Up until this point, we've talked about the three main parts of any Google Ads account, but we haven't yet looked at how they all fit together. And in this episode, we'll cover the structure of your account and the campaigns that live inside it. And if you head over to GAF course, that's GAF for Google Ads Fundamentals, gafcourse.com, you can get all of the videos from this course, including in this module, two screen shares where I walk you through how to create a campaign for the first time. And I'll give you a complete tour of the Google interface so that all of that confusion goes away. Now, let's dig in and look at structure and settings of your Google Ads account. Okay, in this section of the course, we're going to start to talk about the structure and settings of a Google Ads account. You're going to have one Google Ads account, but that can be broken down into multiple campaigns. So the next level down from account is called a campaign, and you can have one or many different campaigns. What is a campaign? A campaign is simply a container. It's going to hold some things called ad groups, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, which is just like a little mini container inside the big container. Uh, And ad groups are going to contain some form of message, some form of ad, and some form of targeting, which in this case, for now, we're talking about search, is going to be a keyword or a few keywords. So a campaign is just the structure that holds all of that together. We talked before about how many keywords do you need. And we said we're going to have around about 10 to 20 or so for each main department in your business. Now, you wouldn't create a different campaign for every single keyword. It would be just a ton of stuff to manage. And so you're just chunking down. We're going to have one campaign that might contain a few ad groups, and then ad groups each contain some keywords. A campaign is used to group together similar things. So we talked, remember when we talked about keywords, and we said there were brand keywords and non-brand keywords. Now, they're quite different beasts. Somebody searching for Web Savvy or for Mike Rhodes, that's somebody that already knows what they're looking for. Um, They've probably been referred, they've probably been told about us. Somebody searching for, let's say, Google Ads Management maybe doesn't yet know about us. And so they are going to behave quite differently when they do that search. And they're certainly much, much less likely to come to our website and fill out some sort of form. They're less likely to become a client because they don't know who we are yet. So when we're talking about search, and that's where we're going to start, we may have two different campaigns, one for our brand keywords that we've brainstormed and one for our non-brand keywords. Brand is the easiest one to get right. You're going to have fewer keywords there. They're going to be much, much cheaper. And the people that are searching for those are much more likely to come to your site and convert. I understand the argument of maybe we don't need to bid on those because we already rank in the first position organically. That's a whole different conversation we can have on another day. But that might be a great place to practice, to get started. Your very first campaign, I would suggest, be a branded search campaign with just, it might be just one keyword, but you know, maybe it's half a dozen, a dozen brand keywords that live in that campaign. 
And then your second campaign will be your first non-brand campaign. Remember, non-brand keywords are the things that you sell, the products or services that you sell. The campaign is just the, the holder of all of that, and it has a whole bunch of information that goes with it. And we're going to get into those settings in a moment. But for now, I just want you to picture one account can have one or more campaigns, and then campaigns contain some other stuff that we're going to talk about a little later. What are the main controls that you have for your campaign? So what are the campaign settings that you need to use? Well, there are three main ones that we're going to talk about. The first is the geography. In other words, where physically do your ads show? I'm based right now in Melbourne in Australia. So if I was a a local service, maybe a property conveyancer, I would probably want to only try and help people in the local area because it would just cost too much money to drive to Sydney and, and go look after clients in Sydney, for instance. So I would then choose my campaign settings for the geography, the location of where my ads are going to show as just Melbourne, the city of Melbourne. Now, you might choose to extend out to your local state. You might even want to go a little bit smaller and choose just the the zip code that you look after or a collection of zip codes. But generally speaking, I'm going to suggest that you start with the, the city or town that you're in, maybe go a little bit broader, maybe out to the state level. That's probably a good place to start. Maybe you sell products and services nationally. In which case, you may want to show ads across your whole country, and you only need one campaign to do that. You don't need a campaign for each state. But that's just going to be a lot more to manage when you're getting started. So you probably want to just rein that in a little bit to help you start small. The next main setting then is going to be budget. Now, we talked a little bit about this in the module on bidding. You get to control the daily budget. Unfortunately, this is Google, remember, they may choose to spend more than you have specified as your daily budget. So let's say you set a daily budget of 20 bucks. Google is going to spend roughly 30 times that amount over the course of a month. I say roughly because the technical geekery of Google means it's 30.4 because that's the average number of days in a month across the whole year. So they're actually going to spend 30.4, but let's just call it 30. They're going to spend around about 30 times your daily budget over the course of a month. So 30 lots of 20 is 600. And they promise they won't spend more than $600 in a month. But on any particular day, they may choose to spend more than the $20 that you've specified. So that campaign budget isn't set in stone, but it is a guide that over a period of time, like a month, Google will stick to. Just know that they can spend more. But that is your main control. That's how you stop getting your credit card melted. If you're going to set a campaign budget of a thousand bucks because you would love to be getting 70 new leads a day, then you may well melt a credit card. Because remember, this is not going to be profitable the first few days or the first few weeks that you do this. You're going to be optimizing. You're going to be changing things, adding keywords, changing ad copy, changing bids. So again, Start with a budget that you can afford to lose. You can always increase it later. Now, you're also going to choose the network that your ads show on. Now, remember, we've said there's the search network and the display network, and we're just focused on search for now. 
Well, there's actually another setting here, and it's called the Search Partner Network. So the Search Partner Network are two things. There are a range of other search engines. So think um, AOL or Jeeves.com, Ask.com, whatever, I don't know, whatever Ask Jeeves became. There are other search engines, and rather than build their whole machine, they basically just borrow some ads from Google and run those, and Google takes a cut of the money. So there are sites that look like search engines, and then there are sites that look like those display network sites that we talked about before. It might be Oprah.com and ESPN.com, but these are sites that have done a particular special deal with Google, and they're going to show your ads on their site, but as search ads, not as display ads. But the performance is much more like display ads. In other words, really, really low click-through rates and pretty low conversion rates. And that all gets mixed in together into this messy thing called the search partner network. Now, you don't get any control over this. You don't get to to choose to only be on the search-looking sites and not the display-looking sites. You don't get to bid lower for the search partner stuff. It's either all on or all off. And so when you're starting out, I'm going to suggest that you turn that off. So in the campaign settings, when you set up your campaign, you're going to remove the tick because by default, the tick is going to be there. You're going to remove the tick that says, show my ads on the search partner network. It's going to give you cleaner data. The data is going to be easier to understand. It's going to be easier to to make this work and get it right. And it's going to save you a bit of money. The search network is, is actually pretty good once you know what you're doing. But when you're starting out, I'm going to suggest you don't run ads there. It's just going to make life easier. Now, there are a bunch of uh, additional network settings or or campaign settings, things like language and the time of day when your ads could show. But honestly, you don't need to change any of that for your first campaign. Keep all of that. We'll worry about that later on. Hey, Mike again. So one of the things you're going to need to do before you start to run ads is obviously tell Google how they are going to get paid. So you need to set up some form of billing. So if you find the section right at the top of your Google account that says Tools, and then find the Billing section, in there, you're going to find a page called Payment uh, Type, I think, or Types of Payment, something like that. You're going to use a credit card for this when you start out. Down the track, it is possible to get invoiced by Google and get 45-day terms. But when you're starting out, you kind of got to prove yourself to Google that you're a a good advertiser and that you uh, don't represent too much risk. So they're going to bill your credit card. And to begin with, I haven't set up a new account in in a while now, but I I think they bill your credit card every $250. It may differ slightly for the currency in your country, but they're going to bill you fairly often to begin with. And then once that works and once your credit card works and, and they get their payment, then they're going to extend that to maybe $500, try that a few times, and then out to $1,000. And sometimes you'll see an account that only gets billed every $2,000, but usually it's about every $1,000. So if you're spending 30 grand a month, you can expect to get billed, get your credit card pinged around about once a day. If you're spending about a grand a month, then expect to only get that once, maybe twice a month. So you get to choose. I would recommend if you're into that sort of thing, uh, choosing a credit card that gets you some frequent flyer points. 
you can rack up a lot of frequent flyer points. Talk to your accountant, uh, understand how that works in your country. There may be additional rules. You may have to um, file your taxes a little bit differently. We have a thing in Australia called fringe benefit tax, uh, and you may need to account for your frequent flyer points. But suffice to say, if you are spending a decent amount of money on Google and you choose the right credit card to put that spend on, you can get a lot of frequent flyer points and never fly economy again, which I highly recommend. Um, where were we? Billing. So you can set up a Google account. You can use the keyword planner tool. You can do all of that without spending any money. But you won't be able to run any ads until you get the billing set up and you give Google a valid credit card. So get that set up and then we'll come back for a bit more. Campaigns and ad groups. So. We've laid out the structure of a Google Ads account. We've said you're going to have one account and you're going to have at least one campaign. You may, may end up having lots and lots of campaigns. Within that campaign, that campaign, remember, is just a container and it contains these things called ad groups. Very important. The naming here gives you a clue. So they're called ad groups, not keyword groups. So think of it first and foremost in terms of the ads that you want to show. Let's come back to our lawyer example from before. We had a lawyer who did three things from memory. I think it was family law, criminal law, and property stuff, property conveyancing. That's at least three totally different areas of the business. And therefore, remember we said the whole game was relevant. Therefore, we need at least three different ads. And for bonus points, we're going to have a couple of different ads for each section of the business. But we've got at least three different areas, at least three different ads. Therefore, we need three different ad groups for this. Now, you've then got a choice. I know I need three different ad groups. Why? Because I've got different ads. And when someone clicks on an ad, and we didn't talk about that so much, but when someone clicks on an ad, you get to choose where you send that person to on your website. So my property stuff is going to go to the property page on my website. The criminal law is going to go to the criminal law section of my website, and so on. You could choose to set up three different campaigns, one campaign for each section of your business, or you could choose to have those three ad groups live in the same campaign, the same container. It's really personal choice, but the, the question I would ask yourself to think about this is, what's the outcome? Is the outcome different for these three parts of the business? In particular, what am I willing to spend on this outcome? What's my CPA? Remember my CPA, my cost per action or my cost per lead? If I'm willing to spend 50 bucks to get a property conveyancing client, but I'm willing to spend two grand to get a family law lead in the door, then I would probably put those two things in separate campaigns because the cost per lead is so vastly different. But if the cost per lead, the, the target cost per lead that you have, is roughly the same for all of those, then by all means, put them in the same campaign. It's just less things to manage. It's going to be easier, especially when you're starting out, to just have to manage the one campaign and three ad groups inside that one campaign. The way I used to describe ad groups is think of it as a bucket. And it's a bucket that contains some keywords and it's got an ad slapped on the front. So let's, let's stick with our lawyer thing here. We've got some property conveyancing keywords, non-brand keywords that we've brainstormed, and they're inside this property conveyancing bucket. 
and it's got my property conveyancing ad slapped on the front of that bucket. The reason that we need three ad groups here and not one giant ad group is because we want to be as relevant as possible and show the person searching for property conveyancing, we want to show them a property conveyancing ad. The family lawyer person over here, we want to show them a family lawyer ad. If we put all of those keywords into one giant bucket, we still only get to put one ad on the front of that bucket. And that would mean someone searching for, someone matching those three different types of keyword would all see the same ad. And the only ad we could write at that point is, we're a lawyer, we do all these things and we're great. And, and that's not very relevant. So the reason we have different ad groups, think of it now as three small buckets instead of one giant bucket. Three small buckets. Each bucket contains a few relevant keywords. Might be one, might be 10 or 20, but a few relevant keywords and a relevant ad stuck on the front of that bucket. We can have multiple ad groups inside the one campaign, but we don't want to just have one huge ad group. We're not going to get the best results doing that. Now, the other thing that an ad group contains, particularly when you're starting out, is a bid. So you see now while we've structured things in the way that we have, we've talked about messaging, the ad on the front of the bucket. We've talked about targeting, keywords that go in the bucket, choose who we show ads to. And we talked about bidding. How much are we willing to offer Google when somebody clicks on our ad? And now we're putting all of the pieces together by talking about the structure of your account and those campaign settings that we need to set this thing up so that it all works. So hopefully now all these threads are starting to come together and you're starting to go, I get it, finally get it. Why didn't you tell me this at the start of this two hours ago? Well, we've been building up bit by bit to this point. Now, we still haven't started going and playing inside of an account. We'll go do that soon. But we're starting to see how the pieces fit together. And personally, I think that getting the thinking right is vastly more important than the tactics. And which bit goes where and where do I put this keyword now and how do I change a bid? All of that will make sense now. But if we'd started with the tactics and the tasks and looking inside of an account in the first video and we didn't have the thinking, we didn't have the framework, then I think, yeah, maybe it would have worked for a few days and then it wouldn't have made sense. You'd get confused. You'd waste a ton of money. So hopefully you'll agree with me that doing it this way has worked. If you do have questions still at this point, which bit isn't making sense? I would suggest firstly revisiting the module. Is it, is it the tracking? Is it the messaging and the ads? Is it the bidding? Which bit doesn't make sense? Or maybe just keep going, watch the rest of this course first, and then I think it'll make sense by the time you get to the end of the last module, which is optimization, I think all the pieces will start to fall into place. How many ad groups do you need? So we've talked about the potential for having more than one campaign. We've talked about how many keywords you need. Now we need the piece in the middle. So campaign, big container, keywords, the little detail, ad group sits in between. We can have one or more ad groups in a campaign and each ad group can contain one or more keywords. How many ad groups you need really depends on what are the different parts of your business. Remember how we talked about the different departments of your business. One great way to do this is to look at your website. How is your website structured? Typically, that'll be the navigation of your website. It might be the, the tabs that you have across, or maybe you've got a, a list that drops down from that little hamburger up in the top corner of your website. What are the main areas of your website? 
Each of those, again, could be a different campaign if the outcomes are very different, if the cost of the outcome, the cost of the leads is very different. But to keep things simple, when you're starting out, I'm going to suggest you just have the one campaign and then you have an ad group for each main area of the business, for each main theme of keywords. Now, the one caveat, the one little distinction and nuance I'm going to add here is that um, people are weird. (laughs) People use different ways of describing the same thing. And we've talked about themes. Sorry about the drilling. We've talked about themes. So if one part of your website is about dogs, then you might have one ad group for the dog terms and a different ad group for the puppy terms. It's kind of the same part of the business, but some people search for dog-related stuff. Some people search for puppy-related stuff. The reason we're going to have two different ad groups there is because that's a different theme of keyword, and we want our ad copy, the ad that's on the front of our little bucket, to reflect that theme. If someone's searching for dog-related stuff, they want to see an ad that talks about dogs. If they're searching for puppy-related stuff, they want to see an ad that talks about puppies. So there isn't a, a hard and fast rule that I can give you on how many ad groups you need. Start with the different areas of your business, and later on, you might choose to break those into smaller buckets because you might see, oh, there's actually different ways people are searching for this. There's a bit more nuance there. I'd like to show different ads to these different groups of people. Therefore, I need more ad groups. Remember, ad groups, not keyword groups. Hopefully that helps. Now we're going to put everything that you've learned together so far and build your first campaign. So up until now, remember I said that I didn't want you to to log into Google Ads just to find a piece of paper or a whiteboard or a spreadsheet and you've jotted down ideas for some headlines and some descriptions. That's your ad. What we didn't talk about there is which page on your website do you want to send people to. So together with each ad, you're going to have what's called a final URL. So that's just the URL or the, the website address of the page on your website that makes the most sense. Where are you going to send somebody when they click on your ad? So that's your ad. And then we've got a whole bunch of keywords and we broke those down into different themes. We've talked about campaigns and ad groups. That's the container. The campaign is the container that holds everything. And the ad groups are the buckets within that container. Remember, each bucket holds a few keywords and an ad. That's what an ad group is. And we've talked about bids. Now, what I haven't told you yet is where to put that bid. You've got two choices. You can bid at the ad group level. That's the simplest option. So each ad group has a bid attached to it. And that means that that's how much you're going to bid for all of the keywords contained in that ad group. If you want more control, you can actually attach a bid to each individual keyword. But that's just going to give you more stuff to manage. And right now, you don't need the hassle. So now we need to put all of this together. So you're going to go into Google Ads, find the Campaigns tab, click the big blue button and create a new campaign. You're going to see a whole bunch of options, but you probably want to choose the one that says Leads. What's the objection of the objective, sorry, that you have at this point? It's probably more leads. If you're an e-com site, pick Sales. Everybody else, you're going to pick Leads. And then it's going to ask you which type of campaign you want to create. Well, we're going to stick with Search for now. Yes, there's shopping and display and video. We can get to those another time. For now, we're going to pick on search. 
and we're going to build our first campaign. Remember, we've been through the main campaign settings. You also need to pick a campaign name, of course. And there's a bunch of other settings in there that you can pretty much ignore for now. So now you've got a shell built. You've got your first campaign built. Inside there now, we need an ad group for each department, each main area of the business. And we said probably one to half a dozen, maximum a dozen for now. There's all kinds of nuance and all kinds of search professionals will be throwing things at the machine watching this and going, you're an idiot. Only six ad groups. The whole thing's going to be crap. When you're starting out, that's probably all you need. You do not need to create an ad group for every single keyword. You don't need 10,000 keywords. And you certainly don't need to create a campaign for every single keyword. I've seen that done before. It gets messy quickly. But one campaign for our non-brand keywords. Remember, we might also have a campaign for our branded keywords. So now we've got two search campaigns. That's all you need for now. We've got different areas of the business. I've used some bizarre examples, doors, windows, and uh, shower screens, I think it was, Um, family law, criminal law, and property conveyancing. What are the main areas inside your business? How do you need to talk to different groups of people differently? That will determine, for now, the number of ad groups that you have. And then inside each of those, We're going to have one to half a dozen, maximum two dozen, very, very similar keywords. If the keywords aren't similar, then you need to split them apart into two different groups. Remember our dogs and puppy example. Might be the same area of the site, but if people are talking about this differently, if they're searching differently, then we might need to create two different ad groups because we want the ads to say different things. They may end up going to the same page on our website but we might need two different ad groups so we can use different ad copy. So we've got one campaign. We've got a few ad groups, and inside each ad group, we've got a few keywords. We've got a bid, which is attached to the ad group, and we also need to go and find the Ads tab inside of our Google Ads account and add one or two ads. We're going to use a text ad for now. We're not going to use a responsive search ad yet. You might want to test that and play with that yourself. But to begin with, we're just going to choose a text ad. And remember how I got you to write two text ads, excuse me, for each of your main themes, each of your ad groups. You're going to add a second ad to each. Now, this isn't the perfect way to test anymore in 2020, but it's good enough for now to get you started. So now we've got a campaign. We've got some ad groups. Each ad group has got a bid, some keywords, and some ads. There's a lot more nuance, obviously, to Google Ads, but this is Google Ads fundamentals. I just want to get you up and running for now. A couple of other things to talk about here. Please don't start running ads until you have some form of tracking set up. So make sure you review the module on measurement, data and tracking, and make sure you have some form of tracking set up before you set your ads live. You've got a a control. It's very, very important to know. And you can, for each campaign in your account, you can pause or enable each campaign. So for now, when you create it, immediately go hit pause because maybe you've already set up billing, but maybe you haven't set up tracking yet. And so really, we probably should have set up tracking before we got to this point, but go with it. We're going to create a campaign. We're going to create our ad groups, but set the campaign at least to be paused. That pauses everything inside. So again, think about our hierarchy, campaign, ad groups, keywords and ads. In order to run ads, 
all four of those things need to be enabled. Let's say you only had one keyword, one ad inside of an ad group. If either one of those was paused, then nothing would run. So everything, campaign needs to be enabled, the ad group needs to be enabled, keywords and the ads all need to be enabled for your ads to run. We need to have some tracking. We need to measure outcomes and we need to have our billing set up. We need our credit card details in the account so Google knows how it's going to get money out of you when you start running ads. You put all of that together and you are well on your way. Well done. Congratulations. Your first campaign is up and running. Pretty cool. Well done. Hey, Mike again here. Just a quick reminder before you head off, go to gafcourse.com and grab all 40 videos for this course for free. In the next episode, we're going to cover measurement and data. I know, probably or potentially the most boring part of the whole game. But but this is the part that once you master it, is what's going to set you apart from most other advertisers. The only way to know what's profitable and what's not is to measure it. So join me for episode six and let's save you some money.